What's up, Wolfpack? I'm Shane, and I'm your host on this little thing that we call the Good Wolf Song. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, then I want to be the first to thank you and welcome you to the show. It's great to have you. And if this is not your first time listening, then I, of course, want to thank you and welcome you back. It's always great to have you, and I greatly appreciate your continued support of the podcast. And hopefully you are responsible for bringing in some of these new listeners that we've been having. It's uh, it's always great to have everyone, whether this is your first time listening or not. And whether this is your first time listening or not, If you're not following us on social media yet, you should be doing that. On Facebook and Instagram, the two platforms where we are the most active, we are at Feed the Good Wolf Outfitters, and on Twitter, we are at FTGW underscore Outfitters. Now, whether you're following us on social media or not, whether you even have social media or not, I want to encourage you to do something. This is kind of the exercise that we always encourage on the podcast for you to get out there and do, and for a very uh, specific reason. I want you to share this podcast with someone, and you say, "Well, of course, you want us to share your podcast. You know, that's how you're gonna, that's how you're gonna get more popular, and this, that, and the other thing." That's not necessarily it. I want you to use this podcast, if you will, as an icebreaker for someone that you might know in your life is is potentially going through something. And if you pick up on a topic that we cover on this podcast, or just an illustration that you think someone might enjoy, might help them through a situation. See, there's a difference between me just trying to plug myself and get you to spread the word and and me asking you to use this in a way that will positively affect someone else. And that's what I really want to see happen here. That's the goal of this thing. That is what we're trying to do. So if you know somebody or if there's just someone on your mind, and I stress that a lot as well, if someone is on your mind and you don't particularly know why, but you think you might be able to use this podcast as an icebreaker for them, Hey, you know, I've been listening to this. Uh, you know, maybe you'll enjoy it. I kind of thought of you when I heard this. Uh, just want you to know I'm here for you. I care about you. Hope everything's going good in your life. You know, maybe that's an old classmate. Maybe it's an old coworker. Maybe it's somebody you see every day and they're just on your mind more than normal. I want to encourage you to reach out to that person because you have no idea. Just like just like the way that we put walls up in our lives, the way we put barriers up in our lives, you know, you've done it. I've done it. We're all guilty of it. No one really knows everything about us, and that's the way we like to keep it. So whenever we're going through things, a lot of times we purposely keep other people from finding out, and yet there's a part of us that kind of wants that. They, we, we kind of want people to recognize and, and to reach out to us. So whenever that happens, it feels good, quite honestly. And, and it can if it comes at the right time, It can quite literally be life-changing, and it can quite literally be life-saving in some instances. So I want to encourage you to be that value to someone else. Be that positive voice. Be that positive influence. Just be someone that is is there for someone else. If you can use this podcast as an icebreaker to do that, that's great. Even if you don't, though, I encourage you to reach out to somebody and tell them that you're thinking about them this week. You don't know the difference it can make in their lives, and you don't know the, the difference it'll make in your own life. When you begin to think like that, when you begin to, to look for ways that you could help people, you'll be amazed what good will come back to you in your own life. Now, today I want to talk, I want to give two illustrations, two examples. And if you've been following us on social media, uh, you may have seen these on our social media, but uh, the two kind of go together and they kind of fell in line with uh, some things that happened this week. So I wanted to go ahead and cover these on the podcast. Now, the first illustration is of a very, very hard ruling king. And this king had a pack of 10 wild dogs. And 
one of this king's favorite things to do was to use these wild dogs, these, these beasts, to punish uh, the people in his kingdom that had done wrong or uh, you know, maybe a, a, a misbehaving servant or maybe it was a prisoner of war. Um, he would use these dogs to, to tear apart his enemies and those that he wanted to make an example out of. And the king had several servants, and, and one of them had been a servant of his for 12 years. And this servant one day was asked by the king what his opinion was on a matter. Well, the servant gave an opinion that the king didn't much care for, and the king decided that what needed to be done was for this servant to be thrown to the dogs. And the dogs were to be starved for three days, and then this servant was to be thrown to them. And the servant went to the king, and he said, King, you're... you're you're a great ruler, you're a mighty ruler, and you're a wise ruler. And if it's in your heart to do this thing to me, then let it be done. But I request one thing. For the 12 years of service that I've given you, would you please grant me one favor? And the king said, go ahead and ask your favor. And, and the servant says, well, I would like to care for these dogs for 10 days. And the king was kind of bewildered a little bit, but he nevertheless granted. He said, all right, care for my dogs for 10 days. At the end of that 10 days, you'll be thrown to them. And the servant says, very well. Thank you for your ruling king. You're a wise king, blah, blah, blah. So for 10 days, the, uh, the servant goes to the keeper of the dogs, the, the, the one man that was in charge of these, of these animals. And he goes to him and he says, you can be relieved of your duty. I want to care for these animals for 10 days. And the, you know, the keeper of the dogs is a little bit bewildered, but he says, oh, well, yeah, go for it. Sure, I'll take a vacation. And so this servant cares for these dogs for 10 days. And he, he grooms them and he bathes them and he just pets them and plays with them and he feeds them. And even though they're these vicious beasts, he very quickly is able to warm up to these animals and he's able to, to be a servant to these animals. And so then at the end of 10 days, the king gathers his court and he gathers the, the townspeople and they go to the, to the middle of the town where they had this ring set up to do this very thing, to make examples out of people. And he puts the dogs in there and he throws the servant into the ring. And instead of tearing the servant limb from limb, much to everyone's surprise, the, the dogs ran up to him, but then began nuzzling him, began licking him, began uh, showing affection to the servant. The king was probably the most bewildered of anyone, and he said, I don't understand what's going on. How is it possible? What's happened to my dogs? What have you done to my dogs? And the servant looked up at him, and he said, King, I didn't do anything to your dogs except for show them compassion. He said, For 12 years I served you and never gave you a problem one, and you forgot at, the, at, at my one wrongdoing in your eyes. You forgot those 12 years. And yet these dogs I've served for only 10 days. And then when they're given the chance to quite literally destroy me, they remember only 10 days worth of goodness to, that I've shown to them. The other example I want to give is of a math teacher in grade school in front of a group of children. Probably not all that much different from the, uh, from the servant in the den of dogs. This math teacher was displaying the multiplication tables on the whiteboard and and she was trying to kind of uh, teach the children what these multiplication tables were and they and they'd been going over them and so this was kind of a quiz and and she was listing them out on the board but she decided she'd do it backwards just to kind of throw an extra little wrench in this in this scenario and because she had a trick up her sleeve you see she wrote the 
times table out on the on the whiteboard from from nine times ten all the way down to nine times one. She wrote out nine times ten, ninety. Nine times nine, eighty-one. Nine times eight, seventy-two. Nine times seven, sixty-three. Nine times six, fifty-four. Nine times five, forty-five. <laughs> I had to think about it. Nine times three, twenty-seven. Nine times two, eighteen. And nine times one, seven. And as she wrote that out, she, she turned away from the whiteboard and she looked back at the class and she began to, to talk and she began to uh, go on a little bit further in the lesson. And she saw a couple of students begin to whisper and a couple of them begin to giggle and, and they very, very quickly pointed out, teacher, teacher, you made a mistake. That's not right. Not, that, that's not right up there. And she said, oh, and she said, well, well, what's wrong? She said, well, nine times one is nine, not seven. And the class had a big laugh on it. And the teacher said, no, you see, what I've done is I've taught you a very important lesson here about life. Because I wrote these multiplication tables out, and I, and I did it backwards because it's a little bit more challenging to do backwards than it is to do forwards. We're, we're used to counting our multiplication tables forwards. We're, we're, we can almost memorize uh, just the pattern, 9, 18, 27, 36, 45, 54, and so on and so forth. But when you have to do it backwards, it requires just a little more thought unless you've truly memorized those multiplication tables. And so I did this, and not a single one of you congratulated me or, or saw any... Uh, sign of, of, of accomplishment because I had written this out and gotten nine answers correctly, but you only saw the one mistake that I made at the very end, and that's all you remembered, and that's all that mattered. And all too often, you'll do everything right for a long period of time, or you'll do everything you can, everything in your power, and you'll do everything correctly, but then at the end, you'll make a mistake, and no one will allow you to go any further than that mistake that you make. They'll cut you off, and they'll stop you, and that'll be the end of your chance. The world is harsh, children, and when you make a mistake, it does not matter how much good you've done. When you make a mistake, the world, and so many people in it, will have your head for it. And the children had a pretty similar reaction to that as what I had to that whenever I heard that story. Because I realized that in my own life, I have been on both sides of that coin. I have, I have uh, been guilty of casting judgment on someone despite all the good that they have done. And then only seeing the most recent only seeing my most recent memory of them or, or, or cutting them off at their first mistake, and that's the end. That, there's no more. There's no more chance. You've made this mistake. Now I'm passing judgment on you because now it's on my radar. Now I have something that I can judge. Now is when I make my decision. I've been guilty of that. I think we've probably all been guilty of that in some degree or another. Probably not to such a degree that we would then throw that person to the dogs, quite literally, but certainly that we would laugh or poke fun at someone. Probably worse than that. And I realize that I have been on the other side of this as well, where I have been the person that has made a mistake, and that's all that someone could remember. And most of us have probably been in that situation ourselves, and we know how bad that feels. 
But does it stop us the next time that we're given the chance to show mercy? Does it stop us the next time that we're given the chance to show grace? So I want you to think about that in the coming week and in the coming month and and try to make that a, a staple in your life. Try to remember that going forward in your job. Try to remember that in your in your family. As we approach the holiday season, sometimes family get-togethers are not necessarily the most pleasant things. Some of us don't get along with our families all that well. Um, and when we do, we feel like we're treading on thin ice sometimes. I've been there. I know that feeling. We all go through different phases in our lives, and, and sometimes the holidays aren't necessarily a happy time. As we begin to approach that season, I want to encourage you as a listener of this podcast, as as someone that has already made the commitment, has already made up in their mind, because you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't feel this way. You've already made it up in your mind that you want to be a little bit more than you were yesterday. You want to be a little bit bigger of a person, a little bit better of a person. You want to better yourself mentally, physically, socially, emotionally, spiritually. You want to be a better individual. You want to try to push that extra little bit to do that extra that most other people won't. So I encourage you to remember this. Don't look at the one fault. Don't throw, there's an old saying, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Which is basically to say that don't, don't throw out the good for, for the waste. Don't, don't throw out the good. Don't throw out the treasure for just because a large part is spoiled just because a mistake has been made it doesn't mean that all is lost I want to encourage you to remember that in all assets of your life in all aspects of your life and, and the, the opposite is true as well and, and I'm guilty of that myself where someone will do a lot of bad someone will treat you very poorly but then they'll come back at, at that last at that last moment and they'll kind of make up for it. They'll, they'll redeem themselves or they'll, they'll prove that they are capable of, of doing what you ask or of, of doing something correctly or, or of being a, a nice person, of, of, of appearing to be your friend or your ally or, or whatever it may be in whatever situation it may be in. And, and you're very quick to forgive because you want to believe that that, that can happen. That's a very romantic way to live your life, and, it, and, and mercy and grace is a, is a great way to live your life. However, life's not perfect. Life is, is very often not romantic. Life is very often not conducive to the humanistic viewpoint because we're all flawed, because we're all very self-serving in most areas of our lives. Most of us are anyway. So the opposite of forgetting all the good for the one bad is also true. You can't forget all the bad for the one good. That's just protecting yourself. That's just, that's just learning why that bad wolf is there and, and, and why that, that anger and that frustration, why it exists. It exists as a survival mechanism because if we didn't have... If we didn't have anger, if we didn't have frustration, if we didn't have fear, if we didn't have a, a, a little little bit of a spice of hatred in our lives and, and, and negative emotions, mankind probably wouldn't have made it this far. There's a reason for those things. Your, your bad wolf does exist for a reason. So 
there's a dichotomy there. There's a there's a there's two sides to every pancake, as I had it put to me uh, here not too long ago. So remember that. You can't pass judgment based on one instant, but you can make an assessment based off of habit. And just as we begin to, of course, we study how to feed our good wolves every week, every, every other week, as it's been here the last, last month or so. Every episode of the podcast, I try to bring a new way to, to, to study how to feed our good wolf. But every once in a while, you got to touch on, why is that bad wolf there? Why does that bad wolf exist? There is a reason. There is a reason. But the reasons and, and, and the ways that it positively can impact and influence our lives are far less than the good wolf. But if you learn why that bad wolf is there, what he's for, what positivity he can bring into your life if you know how to use him, then in doing that and recognizing that and understanding that, you are thereby ultimately feeding your good wolf. Thank you.